Jacob, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Drew. But wouldn't more already disappear out of the holodeck? I think the only thing holographic is your brain. No, you fool, we're going to review an animated uh, movie on this here podcast. Brilliant! No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Why would anybody want to listen to geek, two geeks like us? Because, you fool, these people have uh, are so very easily entertained. Okay, Drew. Nerf! Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man whose favorite dish is lobster thermidor, Jacob. Why, thank you. I'd like to introduce our co-host, a man who just abs of steel. Welcome, Drew. All nine of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How are you doing today, Jacob? Man, I am tired. Let's say that. I'm very tired. And let me explain why I'm tired. And it was a, it was a very... I thought, at first, it was actually a very good idea. It's a very good idea to go walking, right? Be like, yes. get your exercise. It's a little bit of exercise. Get your blood pumping. Yeah, exactly. Well, I decided ever since it's uh, where we live, where we live, be like, uh, I had to go pay rent. So mm-hmm. I walked to my apartment from where I work, which is about a mile and a quarter. Not bad. Eh, about. About, roughly. So I walked there. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, we live in a very hilly region, so yes, keep that in mind. So, get back to the apartment, grab my check, write my check out, walk over to the office, slip through the mailbox because you can't go in there right now, right? Unless you're wearing, you know, what have you. And so I started tre- on the trek back, like 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 Drew said, it's Hall Hills. Oh yeah, and now, granted, I'm used to walking like four miles, you know. On average, maybe like three times a week, mm-hmm. three times a week, you know, four times, four or six, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I stop at a convenience store, grab some food, some water, get trucked back. Mm-hmm. I didn't calculate in the, the physical fatigue because I was dead exhausted by the time I got back home. I got back to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one small minor uh, calculation I did not put into factor. Now, let me ask you this. Did you get stopped by the train? No. You got lucky, my friend. Because if it's my <laughs> luck, I'd be just I, I would be about right at the right at the uh at just making the turn onto uh right there at the tomato bowl. Yeah. And that's when the train would start going past and it'd be one of them long ones. Mm-hmm. So I would it would still be going and still have about three miles of train left to go. Probably. By the time I got to the track. You know, one of those that reaches from town to town that's yep. that long. Yeah, one of those. Those, yeah. those, are, those are interesting. Uh, yeah, other than that, uh, work was long, uh, definitely with the coronavirus going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with where we are in Texas, uh, things are starting to open up. A little thankfully. bit. Thankfully. Thankfully, they well, are. Thankfully, our county didn't get hit as bad as some others. Very true. We're blessing that. Uh, so, things are starting to open up. Uh, I actually went on Saturday. On Saturday, I went with a, uh, a lady friend of ours. And uh, we went and had uh, dinner at a certain restaurant here in Jackson, in town. Brown, 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 Did somebody go on a date? Kind of. <laughs> I, I, I would... I would assume yes, but I'm not going to jump into conclusions. Okay. 
All right. Okay. So we went back. We went back to her home. We went back to her home and watched Disney Plus. Watch The Mandalorian. Uh yeah. It's been it's been a, it's been a long week. Um, uh, well, two days. Let's say that mm-hmm. <laughs> for our the day of this recording. Uh, other than that, it's been pretty good. How about you? Uh, my week's been pretty good. Uh, some interesting. Uh, developments occurred. I don't. I can't really get into it, but okay. Let's just say it's going to be a stressful for the next month, but at work. But other than that, it's pretty. It's it's been all right. Okay. What have you been watching? Oh, what have I been watching? Well, I, I did mention that uh, me and a uh, a good lady lady friend of ours uh, watched The Mandalorian. Watched all. I believe it's all eight episodes, eight or twelve. I don't remember how many. It's like nine, I think. Something like that, but. That is a really good series. I know I'm like a year behind, but... No, six months. You're only half a year behind. Okay, half a year behind. But this is what you get for not having an... True. But it, all the same, it's an amazing show. Yeah, Mandalorian, absolutely incredible. The The fact that they got all these incredible talent to be in the show, directorial-wise, acting-wise. Um, the fact that you actually saw Mando's face for the first... Be like the only time. And that was because there was one point we're going to be like, it's okay. It's this time. Be like, do you want to be like, you think it's a good time to stop? And I think we just got into a cliffhanger. It's like, no, let's keep watching. And so we, we finally finished it with uh, her her trusty dog, uh, Neon. Yeah, he's, he's it a took le- me a second. It's like, no one has a nap, show. <laughs> no. This isn't Star Trek. No, th- this is her dog. This right, I, I realized that. Yes, and very hyper, very large, eighty-four pound puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so either way, watch watch that thoroughly. Enjoy it. Can't wait for season two. And apparently, right now on Disney Plus, they have the uh, eight-part documentary all about the making of. Well, the it's one episode of that is out, and I have watched that, and it's pretty interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, I have also just been watching a couple movies here and there. Nothing real. Dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been watching some Psyche K because you know sometimes you need stuff up while you're working on other things. So and it's a good show. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, that's oh. where I'm at right now. Okay. Uh, what do we got in the news? Well, I do. I do want to bring one thing up. The one thing I, I found myself watching and could not stop is on Netflix. It's a little show called Little uh, Little Witch Academia. Oh, you finally discovered that show. Yes, I'd, I'd, I'd watched the movie, the uh, the pilot episode, what have you. Uh, like, I think it was like a year ago or so, I'd, I watched it. I was like, okay, this is interesting. And watched like the first episode. I was like, okay. So I'm just looking on Netflix and it's like, oh, I'm like, this is all beer. It's okay, let's watch this. And that was, it's a, it's a very interesting show it's 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 a lot of fun it's don't get me wrong it's funny it's silly uh it's got a very the the story that's going on right now is very interesting the you know not going to spoilers and not because if if you haven't seen the show just go watch it's be like if if you're an anime fan or not Mm -hmm. uh it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and uh i Last night, because I was just more bored out of my skull, I was like, okay, what can keep me more entertained? Oh, Kill a Kill. Okay. At least you weren't watching it at church this no. time. <laughs> yes, I, I do think it was like... I, now, granted, when when Drew said that, I was, 
I I never seen Kill a Kill, never seen it, mm-hmm. and I noticed because I I was um I can't remember what I was doing. I was I was uh, locking cleaning up. up at the church. Yeah, I was I was cleaning up at the. You're church. You're waiting for people to leave. Yes, it's so you know obviously this was months ago, last year, last year actually. So sometime last year anyway. Yeah. So be like I I'd I'd seen on Netflix that Kill a Kill had be like it was only in sub, and I was like mm-hmm. okay. I'm not a sub guy. I prefer listening to something in my own language that right. I can understand. So, so I I, find, I pop up in there and it says "Kill the Kill" and I start playing. It's oh in English, and uh, I didn't have my headphones in. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no. I did have headphones in. So I'm listening to it, and it's just like, okay, thank the Lord I have headphones in. Yeah, and it's just all be like, okay, be like, I'm just gonna turn this off and not watch this while church. That's very wise. Yeah, of very you. wise. Yes. So yeah, I, I finally got around to watching. I can't remember. It's like episode six, mm-hmm. episode six or something like that. Where um, let's just say it's it's good. It's got this nice turnaround. Okay. With the uh, with one character who gets defeated, then he kind of ups the ante with you know uh, his ability. So, yeah, that is what I have been watching. All right. So what we got in the news? A whole lot of... N- really? Well, there's 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 little bits here and there. Like, um, now obviously, I don't have my notes in front of me. Um, yeah, they should be right over there in that little yeah. blue iPad of yours. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't have time to write them all down, though. Ah, uh, <laughs> I rushed you over here. My apologies. So uh, Funimation uh, has announced a deal with NIS America to bring 19 popular titles to Funimation's platform, which includes shows such as Toradora, Cardcaptor Sakura, and uh, those released uh, today, May 5th. And then coming soon, I'm not seeing anything that jumps out at me that would be noticeable. But yeah, a lot of de- a lot of uh, a lot of sh- they're bringing a lot of shows over there to Funimation. Well, good deal. And ironically, I got it from your source, your normal source, Animation Magazine. Yeah, good place for Not from my normal news. source, but anyway. All right, so I think that's it. You'll be like, if you have any well, other news, I have got show news. Believe ah. it or not, we had another uh, person give us a couple suggestions. We did actually. Uh, Audie Thacker uh, gave us a bunch of suggestions. He suggested you, a silent voice, a whisper of the heart, which is a Studio Ghibli movie. Uh, Studio Ghibli stuff, just for those of you who aren't aware, we hold those for Ghibli Month, and we're kind of going in order for that. So if I remember correctly, Whisper of the Heart's a bit of the ways out, so that will not be this year, Hmm. at least. Um, And then a movie called Makia. I don't know anything about that, but Hmm. yeah. And uh, he's enjoying listening to our show, actually. He just finished Spider-Verse a couple hours before he posted this, and... uh, he he did not. There was a lot of details we mentioned that were new to him, news to him. So that's interesting, huh? Also, he was unaware there was a longer version of uh, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Yeah, until I'd... listening to our podcast. Yeah, believe it or not, about twenty four hours before this, even though I owned the disc, I didn't know it was that big a difference. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Audie. That was that was very mm-hmm. that was very helpful. Thank you. And if uh, you want to uh, get your stuff right on the show or comments right on the show, and uh, you can either email us at the Cellcast Podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com or uh, talk to us on our Facebook page. Yeah. We get those as well. So I think that's what I've got it for the news. All right. 
that means we or that's what we've got for the news. Yes. So that means we need to move into our spoiler-free section of our review for the movie, the Lego Batman movie. Yes. What are your thoughts? A Lego mess. <laughs> this this movie is so much fun. Uh, there, there are so many little Easter eggs here and there, just sprinkled throughout. That uh, if you know Batman lore, if you are familiar with Batman, be like you're, you probably know a few of these little Easter eggs here and there. But it's just a fun little movie. It's a very heartfelt movie. Now it's it's not it's not Batman like you know everyone thinks. Well, it kind of is Batman. Well, it is, but I'll, he I'll, only builds in black and very very dark gray. Although that's true. a quote from another movie. Yeah, that is true. Um, I enjoy I enjoy this film. I'll be like there's there's no qualms about it. It's it's a very very well made film. It's got it's the humor's great, the um the character connections are very good. It's just a very well rounded, solid film. And yeah, I'll enjoy it and definitely definitely recommend it's family friendly. All right. How about you? I enjoyed the movie a lot. It it's an it's not your typical sequel because while some characters are returning, they are not it's not quite in the same continuity, even though it still is in yeah. the same continuity. Yeah. It's kind of weird that way. Basically, the way it's set up, for those of you who have not watched uh, the Lego movie, each one of the worlds is there based on their own theme. The one that this movie is mostly taking place in is DC superheroes. And it is very concurrent with that thing. Yes. But even though this is the same Batman that just came back from um, whatever the name of the city is in the Lego movie, that is just yeah. completely left my mind. Everything is awesome. Yeah. Even though it's he's the same, he's the same Batman from that, it's yeah. different. Yes. Because he's got all this other stuff. And strangely enough, it does not seem to affect where it goes in the sequels. But if you don't know, if you have not seen the Lego movie, I'm about to give a spoiler for it. And it's a pretty big spoiler. Everything is, it's pretty much based on this one kid's imagination and how all this comes together. Yeah. And that continues here. And I mm. love how, how the, how that works together. So yeah. Yeah. Very well-rounded movie. The, the relationships in this movie are very fascinating. Mm -hmm. That's it. So yeah, that's so, that's our sport. That's our spoiler section. Yeah, we will now move into our spoiler filled section. So uh, we'll meet you on the other side. The following is a spoiler filled review for the Lego Batman movie. Listener discretion is advised. The Lego Batman movie was directed by Chris McKay. And the most interesting thing I saw that uh, he had directed that I thought was interest that I thought made a lot of sense here is that he directed the third Robot Chicken Star Wars special. He is also directing the sequel, Lego Batman Two, which I did not know was in development. I, it's I, coming I, out like next year. Rock on! Mm -hmm. Okay, that's gonna be interesting. I wonder who what characters they're bringing in this time. Who knows? Uh, it was written by Seth Graham Smith. He is known for writing the screenplay for Dark Shadows, and he wrote the novels Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh. Uh, Chris McKenna also wrote it, and he uh, wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
and Eric Summers did the same. So we got some superhero mm-hmm. writers. Also, Jared Stern and John Whittington, they both uh, wrote the Lego, Lego Ninjago movie, which would be the next one in this series. Ah. Uh, the music was performed by, uh, or it was composed by Lorne Balfe, who did the music for Mission Impossible Fallout, Megamind, and the upcoming movie Black Widow. The cast includes Will Arnett as Batman slash Bruce Wayne. He played the father in Netflix's series of unfortunate events, and Gob Bluth in Arrested Development. Michael Sarah plays Robin slash Dick Grayson, and he played Scott Pilgrim in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That makes sense. Rosario Dawson plays Batgirl, a.k.a. Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. She is apparently the current Wonder Woman in the DC animated movies, and she played Claire Temple in Luke Cage. And a couple of the other Netflix Marvel TV shows. Okay. Ralph Fiennes played Alfred. And in the Harry Potter franchise, he played He Who Must Not Be Named, Lord Voldemort. Also, in a previous episode, we did Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit, and Mm -hmm. he played Victor Quartermain. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pewter, as he's always referred to throughout the entire movie, was played by Siri. Oh. A.K.A. the one, the assistant on the iPhone, ah. who whose voice uh, was came from uh, was made from the noise, the sounds that uh, Susan Bennett made apparently many years ago, and they that an Apple bought the rights to those sound clips to make Siri. So fascinating. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach Galifianakis plays the Joker. Uh-huh. In Muppets Most Wanted, he played Hobo Joe, and he's the host of Between Two Ferns. Jenny Slate plays Harley Quinn. She played Bellwether in Zootopia. Mm-hmm. And Gidget in The Secret Life of Pets. That makes sense. Jason Mansukas, which I probably miss I probably miss said, mispronounced, mm. played Scarecrow. He is Steelbeak in the new DuckTales show. Woo. Uh, Conan O'Brien plays the Riddler. He is, of course, the really? host of uh, Conan. He was the host of the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, and in the television show, and in the television show Final Space, he played Clarence, huh? Which was his show. That's why I went ahead and brought it up. Gotcha. Doug Benson plays Bane, doing his best um, Bane impression. Who I can't think of that actor's name mm. at the moment. He's right there, and I can't think of his name. <laughs> anyway, he's pointing to a Star Trek. Uh, yeah, Nemesis the, poster. Star Trek Nemesis poster. It's got that actor from the back. Anyway. Uh, in How I Met Your Mother, he played Cool Customs Guy. Okay. It was the best thing I could see. Uh, Billy D. Williams plays yes. Two-Face. Again, finally! <laughs> he was Lando Calrissian in Star Wars. And he played Harvey Dent in Batman 89. Mm. Zoe Kravitz plays Catwoman. She played Toast the Knowing in Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Angel Salvadore in X-Men First Class, and Christina in Divergent. Kate Micucci, and I probably misspelled, mispronounced that name, played Clayface. She is Webby Vanderquack in the new DuckTales show, Woo. and is also the current Velma Dinkley. Huh. Ricky Lindholm played Poison Ivy. She was uh, Donna Thromby in Knives Out, and she played Becky in The Muppets. Eddie Izzard played He Who Must Not Be Named, a.k.a. Uh, Lord Voldemort. Voldemort. 
And uh, in The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, he played Kadia. Okay. Seth Green plays King Kong. He was Howard the Duck in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And Monty Monogram in Phineas and Ferb. Jemaine Clement played Sauron. He was Tamatoa in Moana. And Vladislav in What We Do in the Shadows. Ellie Kemper played Phyllis. And she played Eric Hannon in The Office. Channing Tatum played Superman, a.k.a. Clark Kent. Okay. He was, he was Jinko in 21 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill played Green Lantern. He was Schmidt in 21 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. Adam Devine played The Flash. And he played a character by the name of Bumper in Pitch Perfect. Okay. Hector Elizondo plays Jim Gordon. Mm-hmm. He played the character of Joe in The Princess Diaries. Oh, okay. And last but not least, Mariah Carey plays Mayor McCaskill. Mm -hmm. And if I have to tell you who Mariah Carey is, I can't help you. (laughs) Uh, So what we got in the uh, box office and more. All right. So, all right. So we're going to start from the top. All right. So on IMDb, it has a score of 7.3 out of 10. Okay. Not bad. On Rotten Tomatoes, that is a 90% score. So it's nice and fresh. And its audience score is 80. So there's like a 10% difference. Okay. All right. So it was produced by, obviously, uh, Warner Brothers Animation. And they are primarily known for doing Lego movies. <laughs> well, not just Lego movies. I, I know. Be like, but the Warner Animation Group has actually done a lot of stuff. I, I, I agree with you on that. They've they've done like all the uh, the DC movies, mm-hmm. all the DC animated movies. They've yeah, known that because I guarantee if I did not mention that, someone in the chat probably would mention it. <laughs> right? Am I right, Jim? I think he's here. I don't think it's a surprising. <laughs> not <laughs> really, because I don't think he likes this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he does either. Anyway, which is surprising. Yes, our in- co-host on the other show does not like this movie. Yeah, shame on him. Yeah. Be like, I'm going to have to ask him well, like, why he doesn't like this movie. Probably because it doesn't stay within Batman lore. It probably it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah. It, and yeah. It stays very close, but it does make a couple breakaway points, if you couldn't tell from that cast list. Yeah, just a bit. All right. So we have, you know, the DC animated group. We have, uh, obviously, Entertainment, which is DC Comics. The house that Batman built. Yeah. Suck it, Superman. <laughs> uh, Rat Pack Entertainment. Whoever they are. Yeah, they're they're primarily known for doing... DC uh, movies. DC movies. Uh, Lego Systems AS. A.K.A. the people who make all the Lego products. Yeah. When was Lego founded? In the late 1800s, and they didn't make the Lego bricks then. They were just a standard toy company. Yeah. In fact, the name Lego comes from the, the Swedish... Legot, which means uh, play well. Yeah. I know a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> well, the company we know as now was actually formed in 92. Ah. I might be missing my date, but anyway. Maybe. No, no, no. Be like this is, be like this is when Lego itself, mm-hmm. you know, the brick company started yeah. during the Great Depression. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Like all great companies start during the Great Depression for some reason. Not all of them, but anyway. No, some, some do. Either way. Um... Also, we have uh, Lynn Pictures. Apparently, it's just it's a a backer, mm. a back for the uh, producer. A quiet one, but yes, very quiet. Cool. Like, he's he's not really he's known for like doing other doing other films, mm-hmm. not and 
like all the the Lego movies he's has right. production with. And so obviously it was uh, distributed by Warner uh, Warner Bros Pictures, which that intro is hysterical. Yes. Uh, okay, so we had an opening on Warner Bros. Why is it not brothers? I don't understand this. <laughs> so, uh, it opened on June twenty June twenty ninth, two thousand seventeen. And where do you think it debuted? Where did it first debut? Yeah. Where do you think it first? Sweden. Close. Luxembourg. Dublin. Nope. Cannes. Dublin. Dublin. <laughs> okay, Dublin. Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> Here they make sugar, real sugar, Dr Pepper. No, that no, that's Dublin, Texas. <laughs> yeah. And they don't. And that. And they're not, and they're not they, the ones doing that anymore. Technically, <laughs> well, I mean, they technically that bottling plant is shut down, so that's not them doing it anymore. So yeah, you can still buy it. Yeah, because they're making it at other plants. Yeah, but the company, the plant that started it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because brought it back is no longer there. Yeah, sad. Anyway, I, yeah, I, I know I know someone who was actually very upset when that happened. <laughs> mm, I can under I bet because <laughs> they love double and Dr Pepper. Yeah, but All real right. sugar Dr Pepper is still just as good. Anyway, yeah, true. Either way, uh, so it actually opened in the U.S. on February 10th, 2017. Mm-hmm. And so, I was there on opening day. Yeah. So apparently the world, the entire world watched before. Yeah. <laughs> That's normal. Yeah, that is true. We're just the wide market. That is true. Plus, you have to remember, a lot of times if it releases elsewhere, a lot of times that's a short, like, that's where a film festival or something is. Yeah. But admittedly, sometimes it does open up wider elsewhere than it does here first, which is odd sometimes. But anyway. Yeah. All right. So it had a budget of $80 million. Its opening U.S. weekend was $53, $53 million. Mm-hmm. It's some change. Its U.S. gross was $175.7 million. Okay. And its worldwide gross was $311.9 million. So, yeah, it definitely made his budget back in yeah. spades. That's why this, this chain of series are just phenomenally good. Now, mm-hmm. I, now I have not seen Lego Nin- Ninjago yet. The So, Lego Ninjago is actually the only one besides Lego Movie, or it's actually the only one that does not have any additional licensed characters in it. Okay. It only has characters that Lego themselves own. Yeah. Fascinating. But we'll get to that when yeah. we get to that. Exactly. Like we say in another show. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's all I have in the new, in the production and all the jazz. All righty. So getting into the summary. Within the DC superhero dimension in the Lego universe, Batman continues to protect Gotham City and fight crime. During his latest mission to stop the Joker from destroying the city, Batman hurts Joker's feelings by telling him he is not as important in Batman's life as he thinks he is, leading Joker to seek the ultimate revenge on him. The following day, Batman's alter ego, Bruce Wayne, attends the city's Winter Gala, which is celebrating both the retirement of Commissioner Gordon and the ascension of his daughter, Barbara, as the city's new police commissioner, only to be infuriated by Barbara's plans to restructure the police to function without the need of Batman. Joker crashes the party with the city's other villains, all of whom surrender except Harley Quinn, who disappears during the confusion. Suspecting his arch enemy is up to something, Batman plots to steal Superman's power- Phantom Zone projector, a device that can banish anyone to the Phantom Zone, which houses some of the most dangerous villains in the Lego multiverse. 
only for Alfred to intervene and advise him to take care of Dick Grayson, whom Batman inadvertently adopted as his ward during the gala earlier. Reluctantly agreeing to do so, Batman fosters Dick as Robin, whereupon the pair successfully recover the projector from the Fortress of Solitude and break into Arkham Asylum to send Joker to the Phantom Zone, suspecting that the Joker wanted to be sent there. Barbara locks up Batman and Robin. While the projector is being seized as evidence, Harley steals it back as part of Joker's plan and frees him, allowing him to return to Gotham with all the villains he recruited in the Phantom Zone, including King Kong, the Gremlins, the Wicked Witch of the West, and her flying monkeys, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and a Velociraptor from Jurassic Park, Lord Voldemort, Sauron, the Shark Bruce from Jaws, the Daleks from Doctor Who, Lord Vampire, the Evil Mummy, a not a, a very faux Godzilla, because it's very not good. actually Godzilla, because Godzilla does not have four arms. Medusa and Agent Smith and his clones from The Matrix. Realizing that the city does need him after all, Barbara releases Batman and Robin and teams up with them and Alfred to stop the Joker. Although Batman finds himself able to trust and rely on his new team upon reaching Wayne Island, he chooses to send them away, fearing that he might lose them after memories of his parents' deaths affect him. Upon, upon facing him alone, Joker believes that Batman is incapable of change and zaps him to the Phantom Zone before stealing the Batcave's stash of confiscated bombs. Arriving in the Phantom Zone, Batman witnesses the harm his selfishness has caused to everyone and slowly accepts his greatest fear. Making a deal with the zone's gatekeeper, Phyllis, a sentient Lego brick, to be allowed back to Gotham in order to retrieve the zone's escaped prisoners, Batman arrives in time to save his teammates, apologizing to them for leaving them and requesting their help to stop the Joker. Realizing Joker's plans to use the explosives he took to, the, he took to destroy the city's energy facility that causes the city to come apart and be destroyed, Batman turns Barbara into Batgirl before he, his team, and Gotham City, Gotham City's other villains, who felt neglected by Joker, managed to successfully send the escaped villains back to the Phantom Zone. However, the group failed to stop Joker's bombs going off, and the explosions begin to tear the city apart at the plates beneath it. Knowing this was his fault, Batman reluctantly convinces Joker that he is the true reason for being the hero he is, before they, their friends and allies, and the city's inhabitants chain-link themselves together and pull the plates back together, saving the city. With the city saved, Batman prepares to be taken back into the Phantom Zone to fulfill his bargain, only to be rejected by Phyllis, who chooses to let him remain after realizing he is a hero and seeing how much he had changed in order to save everyone. Afterwards, Batman allows Joker and the rest of the rogues to temporarily escape with the confidence that whenever they return, they will be no match for the Batman family. The movie ends with Batman spending a new life with his family. That's all right. Go for it. I love all of the deep cuts into Batman and DC lore that are present throughout this movie. Very true. Um, especially going through almost all of Batman's rogue gallery yeah. <laughs> in the Z class villains, including one, including the, the, the villains from the 60s show mm -hmm. condiment King, a villain who's was hip was not even a villain. Originally he was hypnotized to be a villain in Batman, the animated series. Really? I didn't know that. You've not seen that episode. Have no, you? I have not. Yeah. That's an, essentially this villain is trying is, hypnotizing people into thinking they are villains in order to distract Batman 
so he can go steal something. I don't remember the exact thing, but it was a weird oh, okay. episode. But that is where Condiment King comes from. Okay. And as far as I know, that was his only appearance before this movie. Okay. <laughs> um, well, well, they did want to bring out all the, the oddball villains. Yes, including Egghead. Yeah. <laughs> or is it Eggman? I think it's Egghead. 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 Uh, that, so that was interesting. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Phantom Zone, the, all the different DC superheroes that, that are in the Justice League at one point, including the Wonder Twins and their stupid monkey, <laughs> be, yes. are apparently rate better than for, than for Batman than Batman than, uh, to come to the Justice League thing, even though Batman was a founding member. Yeah. Um, that just shows you how much Batman has kind of made everyone mad in this universe. That is one thing to remember, though, if you're looking at this thinking this doesn't follow anything. This is its own universe. Yeah. You kind of have to let, as much as they are bringing stuff from other things and basing on that, this is its own universe. So you kind of have to let it have it do its thing. Um, but yeah, that's, I love all the references to all the past Batman movies. Yes. All of which are legified. Legoified, yes. with the exception, unfortunately, of Batman '66, where they just show a an old clip from the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like the '60s were just strange, but it was a fun time. Yes, I agree. Anyway, anyway, uh, the show in the movie is great. It's mm-hmm. uh, all the deep cuts of the lore, um, and even while they don't get into this too much, the visiting villains from other licensed properties, uh, they have great. Mo- they kind of they don't get much into their lore, but there's a lot of stuff that connects in that they pull from, including faux Godzilla actually having atomic breath. Yes, that was fun. And I'm still going to call him faux Godzilla because he's not actually Godzilla. He's no. just Godzilla esque. Yes, he is. So yeah, <laughs> what is your first like? Oh, my first like would actually be Batman's arc. Mm-hmm. His, you know, not his arc across Ar- Arkham or. Uh, Gotham, but rather his character arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts off, you know, there again. He's the brooding, bat, the brooding Dark Knight who, who uh, doesn't let anybody in and just is very closed off kind of character. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has like all these main characters, but like, like you can't do this by yourself. And he's like, like you said in the uh, uh, synopsis, that it's his character. He's he's very he's definitely a fraud. Yeah. So that's why he closed himself up. And I think there are some people that are very, that you're, mm-hmm. gonna, you're you know, you're going to lose somebody. And that's, that's a very common fear. But in the fact that it's just learning to just be like, hey, these people were me. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of go a little personal, a little personal with me. Uh, sometimes like when, when things go awry, when things go awry, when things go be like, I'll often think be like no one cares about me, no one, you know, da da da. Go down the the uh, what I call the Eeyore path. Mm-hmm. Just be poor, pitiful me. I don't, I don't love myself. I don't, I da 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 da. Go throughout the uh, yeah the 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 tangent of mm-hmm. this like Jacob, and uh, and so uh, this week actually God kind of just put it on my heart because uh, it was actually like last week because I was just feeling kind of down and it's like oh poor pitiful me in a way. And, uh, you know, people that I knew from church were like, oh, hi, how are you? And uh, how are you doing? And, like, people I didn't expect to say anything to me. 
mm-hmm. would you know, be like, oh, how are you? And actually stop and be like, like, hey, how are you been? And it's like, it was, it was very comforting, very comforting mm-hmm. to know that. And uh, actually day at work, um, this little girl, she's probably like four, like four or five years old mm-hmm. and just the sweetest, bubblest personality ever. Like apparently because she came in the first time with her mom, you know, since the epidemic happened, she uh, be like waving like hi, and she's like hi, and she you know dawdles over, gives mm-hmm. me a hug on my leg, and it's like the sweetest thing ever, and uh, it's just like yeah, it's it's the uh, just be like you know there's people out there that do love you, and be like you have to you know kind of trust in that yeah, and and not shut yourself off, and then you'll be like. It's 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 okay to you know be like hey if you're scared be like you got people there to support you mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes that, that's it's a very it's a sometimes it's I don't want to say it's a hard lesson but it's it's a very great lesson to learn to okay. just you know like trust people trust people you don't have to do it alone and so I, I I love that arc of how he you know learns to trust people again and like he opens opens that door up opens the door mm-hmm. up and lets you know, those people that, you know, care about him and are not trying to, you know, do ill, you know, ill stuff to him. But, you know, he's allowing people to come into his life. And I found that really appealing and really moving. So that's my number one. Okay. What you- my number two is going to be a bit of a repeat. Okay. And that is the animation stop. I absolutely love the fact that they went to the trouble of only making stuff you could actually construct out of Lego. The whole, the whole movie is CG. Don't get me wrong. Right. But all of it could be built in actual Lego and it kind of has a stop motion feel to it. It does. And I love that effect of it. Um, I don't think it goes into as much detail as the first one did putting in, you know, fingerprints on the side of Legos Mm -hmm. like the original did. Or like Lego movie did. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it goes that far, but the fact that it, it it's still it it feels like stop motion, but it's you can tell it's kind of CG because yeah. the lighting effects even kind of look like old old school stop motion style lighting effects, yeah. um, even though there's some stuff that's different. And all around the 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 animation here is just perfect, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of as a part of that. Because, uh, you know, part of the reason it has to do, it's doing this because it's trying to stay somewhat in continuity with the Lego movie. Right. And there are things from the Lego movie that it continues in there, such as, of course, having Will Arnett play Batman. Yeah. And uh, I think that's still the same voice for Voldemort that was Voldemort in. Uh, no, wait, Voldemort wasn't in the first one. No, it wasn't. But Dumbledore was, excuse me. Yeah. And Gandalf. Um, anyway, uh, of course, the voice of Superman and Green Lantern were the same one from that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still the idea that this is still a child's imagination because a child is not going to stay within the boundaries of, oh, this is DC. Yeah. We can't, you can't bring in, uh, villains from other areas. It has to be DC only. That's not how kids are. Yeah. They will bring in, they'll say, okay, who, who could win in a fight? Batman and Lord Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Can Batman defeat King Kong? Well, I think there's actually a comic book about that, but don't quote me there. <laughs> uh, but bringing in all these other things feels like it still fits into the logic of a child playing with their Legos. Right. It fits perfectly. Uh, it's a different thing because it's obviously uh, a superhero story. Yeah. Primarily. 
but it's not like the other the the other Lego movie where it was all just an action movie with kind of sci-fi twists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't get any of the artifacts in this one like you get in the Lego movie. The, you know, the other real-world artifacts, right. none of those show up here, except for the one in the stock footage they used to show the gaping hole that they'll, ever, they'll fall in at the beginning. Mm-hmm. When they're explaining what happened Continuity. if the plates break apart. And, of course, all of the Lego race is based on a couple of thin Lego plates. Of that course. is how it would be. That is true. Um, it's just, I, I love its connection. It, it's still staying connected with the rest of the logic of the Lego universe right. without, uh, and, and the look of the Lego universe, it fits well. And I'll do, I'll, I just enjoy that part of it. That's something that across all these Lego movies, the idea that these look like Legos. Yeah. And I'm just going to love. And the fact that it does look like stop motion, even though it's not, cause that's a lot of work to go to have it all be actually look like it's all made out of Lego. Yeah. Because not even the Lego video games went to that much trouble. They no. cheat all the time. Right. So, yeah. What's your number two? Uh, mine would follow around, along those same that same line of, like, the the amount of detail they put mm-hmm. in, like, just everything from lighting to fog effects, rain, like, in the opening scene where the, I guess you call it just, like, it's a, a cargo plane. The yeah. cargo plane where it's uh, barred by the Joker. And uh, that conversation in the, the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Like you can see, with like off the reflection, you can see the raindrops coming yeah. off the the uh, the windscreen. I was like, that is fascinating. It's like all all like all the little details they put into it is just mm-hmm. incredible. All like uh, I remember, like I was listening to the uh, the uh, the commentary track, mm-hmm. and they said, you know, they they purposely shot the film to where it looked like it was like an like an older school. Um, 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 either way, I'm sorry. I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I put you on the spot. No, uh, they, they I don't always pay a hundred percent attention to what I say. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, art style. Yeah. Kind of, kind of the old art style. Stop motion. The, stop motion. Thank you. That's the word. Thank you. Stop motion. <laughs> Just like the Lego movie did. Yeah. Like they, 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 they shot it. Well, in in this way, they shot it to where I believe the director was saying we could, we, we imagine like a, an actual kid like, you know, directing this and mm-hmm. doing it, you know, at home, but obviously we're doing it with a much big, bigger budget. Yeah. Um, so it does have that feel of you know it's stop motion, but at the same time with the, the the high definition and the budget and the the amount of creativity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I enjoy that. It's so breathtaking all, all like the detail the this the, the minute little things of oh there's gravel in that tire yeah of be like you actually spent the time to animate of you know mm-hmm. lego dirt and tires yeah that's just phenomenal and i thoroughly you know the props to the an, the animator the art directors and everything to that that's just that is m- all right so that's my my third like my third like is the modernization of how Dick Grayson becomes run. Okay. Unlike every other, admittedly, most of the time nowadays, when you have, I, the last time I actually saw Robin's origin story depicted anywhere. Yeah. And I'm talking about the last time it was, was in Batman and rock was in a 
Batman Forever. Yeah. That was the last time we we've seen it till this movie. That was what? 30 years ago? Roughly, yeah. And I know Robin is... More 20 than years ago. I know Robin is a unliked character by a lot of people. I don't know why. I guess it's just because he seems like a weird character. But actually... But he turns into Nightwing. Let's just say that. True. <laughs> but as much as I'm not a big fan of Michael Sarah's performance yeah. as Robin... right. Because this is not my my Dick Grayson, if no. I'm being honest. He's he is no, no Burt Ward. Uh, <laughs> just being honest. That, that, that's 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 a high. It is a high bit, bar. That's a high bar to meet. I mean, he's not even Chris O'Donnell. Uh, oh, shots fired! Ouch! Yeah. Um, I have opinions about that. I, I'm I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> I I don't like. I, I'm going to do that when I get into dislikes. Okay, got it. But um. I, I do like we actually get his backstory. Yeah. It's a backstory that makes sense within the context of the universe. Right. Uh, they don't do the whole thing where we actually get to see his parents killed, probably because Lego won't allow that. Probably Same reason not. we don't see Batman's parents get killed. Minus we do see Crime Alley. We do see Crime Alley. We get it hinted at that. Okay, here, this is the picture from the night his parents died. Yeah. And we get a little bit, you only get like one line that says, uh, He's got uh, that tells you that he's got gymnastics abilities. Yeah, but uh, and there's some parts of his character that I, I despite myself, I kind of like. Mm-hmm. But this Robin it being a different character for Robin, he's not the Dick Grayson from the comics. He's yeah. not the Dick Grayson from the television. Any of the other television shows, they do their own thing here. It kind of works, even though it kind of feels odd that uh, Batgirl. Barbara Gordon is older than him. Yeah. Which I think is backwards in general. A little, a little bit. They're roughly about the same age. And plus, I don't remember Clayface being a girl, but that's a separate thing entirely. Right. But it works. Um, I, I just like that we actually get a Robin story. And as much as I have opinions about the character himself. Right. I think the story is written well and it fits the, the way the story has to run. Okay. Even though, anyway, we'll get into that. Okay. What's your third like? My third like, um, the Joker and Batman mm-hmm. of Joker's obsession with Batman. Mm-hmm. Be like, you complete me. It's, I mean, like, this is the only reason I do this. Yes. And it's, it's, you it's know, probably part- the only time the Joker Batman relationship has even been focused on in reality. In the in movies anyway. Yeah, minus the Killing Joke. Like I said, in let me rephrase: in theatrical movies. Okay, there we go. That, well, <laughs> the one night semantic. showing of yes, the Killing semantics. Joke in theaters does not count. Yeah, semantics. But uh, yeah, it's it's got that same dynamic of like you know they 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 kind of do complete each other. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Joker is so obsessed with Batman is the the like. Uh, it's it's almost like a very hardcore bromance mm-hmm. in a way to the, to the Joker that he he has to get Batman to say I hate you be like you are my sworn enemy yeah and uh, we ultimately get that at the very end but it's it's so the what I learned from watching the um, the commentary it's uh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Zach Galifianakis. So, yes, Zach Galifianakis. Zach. 
Let's say, just say the Joker. The Joker. <laughs> the Joker and Batman's dialogue was actually just made up on the fly. It was all. Mm. It was all just between these two actors. What would you say as a character? And just the whole back di- you know, this whole character conflict of like Batman. I need nobody. Be like you mean nothing to me. And uh, like uh, <laughs> the Joker's face. It's just like the, the the saddest thing you've seen in the longest time. It's like, oh my gosh, you've heartbroken with this character. Mm-hmm. It's like they're like, no, I have to mean something to you, <laughs> and uh, that that drives his entire plot of be like, how 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 do I get Batman to you know recognize me as the greatest vil- his greatest villain, and uh, they all that catapults our story forward, mm-hmm. and it's just it's so funny. It's so and so awkward and weird, and the exact same as enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. So that is my number three. Can I bring up what would be a collective number we talked about? Well, Debbie, the fact that Billy Williams finally got to yes, <laughs> yes. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> yes, the I original enjoy. intention for Billy D. Williams back in the Batman '89 was for him because he plays Harvey Dent in the original movie. Yes. as I said earlier, it was planned that he would eventually be two-face instead we got robert no um tommy lee tommy jones. lee jones so we got tommy lee jones with a different director yeah but uh as two-face Joe schumacher yes schumacher. <laughs> he schumachered it yeah um so seeing that right that wrong finally get righted yes i was just happy about yeah that that was that was a very nice treat when I when I first learned about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, it took me a moment. I was like, oh can, yeah, and he, you he, can hear it in, his, in yeah. the voice once you realize that's who it is. And it's they even made him look like his as a minifig mm-hmm. does look like Lando back then. Yeah, it did. Or Billy D. Williams back it then. Did. I actually have the Lego <laughs> the nice. minifig. Um, so yeah, I I definitely agree with you. That's just, that was the. Uh, and the other one that kind of made me made me laugh was the uh, was Catwoman. Like every time she said, "Be like, yeah, meow meow." Yes, you're meow, in meow meow. meow. <laughs> that that was just too funny. Just like all like. Can, every, I, can I just say there's a part of me that kind of wishes that it was uh, Unikitty from the first movie, just randomly being <laughs> Catwoman. Cat, yeah, Catwoman. That would that would have been funny, but at the same and, time, just have it on screen and no one noticed. Just play it off as like, yeah, it's Catwoman. Obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. It's no, just, no, of course not. It's just Unikitty is Catwoman. Yeah. Meow, meow. <laughs> meow, meow. Anyway, uh, my first dislike. I absolutely hate the end credits music video. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they, they, they brought all the characters into it. but it's, Yes, but I'm watching this and going, this is not... This, Everything, every good thing this movie did up to this point literally just got shot in the foot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, yes, this is very much the kind of song that uh, I can see this version of Robin writing. Right. But I hate it. And to some degree, I think you're supposed it's, it's, I think that's the joke. Right. It's the kind of thing that does not fit the Batman movie. Because Batman says, hey, that was pretty good. I really hope no one was recording this. Yeah. I that, get this. That was I funny. get the joke. Don't get me wrong. Right. I just hate it. Okay. I just 
hate this music video at the end because it feels like this was the last the the moment this movie is going out on yeah is this trippy goofy pop song uh-huh. that doesn't really fit the rest of the movie and this is the final bit people are going to walk away with going this is the lego batman movie mm-hmm. it it doesn't work it, 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 it leaves, really does i get the joke it's just this is not how you end a movie if you now i will say this if you want to still do that trippy pop thing give us a much harder cut between the end of the movie and the beginning of the credits because this it feeds right into it unfortunately mm-hmm. i want a heart if you're gonna do this stupid thing even though i hate it give me a much more definitive cut so i know okay movie's over i can stop before i have to see everyone's face doing this cheesy pop song that i don't <laughs> like in the slightest i in many ways i think this is supposed to be this movie's everything is awesome yeah i would think so, so. it's supposed to be it doesn't work everything is awesome works because of how it's used. In- yeah. It, this does not really work for this. This is, I can't imagine DC approved. This it is really <laughs> what crosses my mind because DC had to approve all of this. Yeah. And, and I just can't imagine they did. I don't know how they got away with this. Someone at DC just said, you know what? Do whatever you want. Yeah. You got reins. Do got- it. You did so good with Batman by himself in the first one. We'll trust you. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. The rest of the movie is great. Yeah. The ending, this, this pop song at the end is like. It throws you off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To quote Batman. <laughs> yeah. I would have much rather a repeat of. Uh, what is the name of that song? That's a good question. I don't remember. Self-portrait by M.E., I think, is the name of it. Something, something like that. Something like that. That would have been a better cut. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's my first dislike, is that entire ending. Oh, okay. Just makes me go, to quote Batman, <laughs> So, first dislike. Oh, my first dislike. Uh, okay, you know what the first series I actually read as a book series? Harry Potter. Okay. So, uh, you don't like that Ray, Ray Fiennes? Yes. Is not oh my Voldemort? gosh. Okay. I, I, I enjoy the Ray Fiennes is Alfred. He does a very good yeah. job as Alfred. He should have also been Voldemort. Yes. Oh my gosh. Why in the world is he not Voldemort? <laughs> if they're not going to have him. Marlowe Riddle. <laughs> if, if they're not. Here's, Junior. <laughs> here's what gets me. There should have been, if you're going to do this. Yes. <laughs> there should have, if you're going to have it where. Ralph Fiennes is playing Alfred, and some guy whose name I don't remember, yeah, which is actually a major name now that I think about it, but I can't think of it right mm-hmm. now, uh, is playing Voldemort. There should be a scene where it's like, you're no Thor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> should have said something. Alfred should have made a, there should have been an inside joke. Yeah. Very minuscule, just like, right. know, you know what this is. We're just playing along. It, that, that bugs me too, believe it or not. Oh, okay. So I'm not the only one, you know, here that's just like, I'm also you a, had the, you had it right there unless it was like some contract with hey, Warner Brothers. Hey, I'm also annoyed, and this may not be in your thing, but I'm also annoyed that uh, Sauron's voice is high pitched. That, that is a little high pitched, just a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's that was my one of my nitpicks was like you have Ray Fines. Why is he not doing all Voldemort? 
there, I, I will defend this, and this is the only defense I can give for this. Okay, fire away. It has to be because a kid wouldn't think like that. The whole set, that is, this is a kid giving these characters voices. Okay. Assuming the kid, for whatever reason, has never seen Harry Potter. Apparently. That's <laughs> what I'm guessing. He's giving the character a voice that, to him, makes sense for a guy with no nose. Mm. Even though, ironically, okay. the Lego minifigure is the only Lego minifigure with a nose. No nose. But he doesn't have a nose in the right. outside of that. Um, I, I, honestly, that I think that's what it is. It's They're giving him a voice that's not the voice you would typically get. It's the same right. reason why, uh, as much as I don't like that Sauron's voice is so high-pitched, it's why he's... It, it's a kid doing the voices. Yeah. But with professional voice actors actually doing the voices as the kid would do it. Right. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And that's the only defense I give is like, this is not serious. This is not seriously how you would do this. This is how right. a kid would make this decision as to who would be voicing him. Right. You need someone, a very British person to play Alfred. Yes. You kind of need just a villainous British person that kind of, that they're trying to make sound not villainous in a way because they're yeah. trying to it's the kid would be, is mocking the villain in a way yeah that's part of it and plus let's face it most of those uh harry potter spells he uses i don't i don't think actually works no that way. they don't he sa- he says asio lightning it's accio lightning and the plus be like it, it would does, be it, lightning <laughs> and he, i think he even mispronounces wingardium leviosa hermione yeah. would slap him up oh yeah <laughs> and you're just sitting there going just use a vada kedavra right. and get be this done over with, with it. <laughs> you don't actually have to kill anybody. You just keep missing. Yeah, <laughs> like a stormtrooper, keep missing. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll be like very good arguments. I would say that, mm-hmm. but uh, I I I, I want to say one thing to that. Crucio. <laughs> <laughs> it, it still need to be you know Ray finds. Yes, I, I I completely understand that. It's just. It drove me nuts. I was like, did what? it did it drive you nuts much like Michael Sayers' performances? Robin drove me nuts, which is gonna be my number two. Oh, okay. I'm trying to provide Go a segue. Go ahead, segue. Right. I hate this character. I hate his character so much. <laughs> I, not I, not the character stuff. The writing is spot on right. for what they're doing with this character. I hate the performance Agreed. so badly. Agreed. It's like this is Robin is not supposed to be annoying. No. Here he's annoying. He's like yeah. what everyone claims Robin is. Yeah. And not what Robin actually is. I get that he's a kid. Yeah. And he's just so happy that he's got two dads as far as he knows. Yeah. Um Bat Dad and Bruce Dad. Yeah. That are roommates. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and plus I'll get into that in a minute. Never mind. Um I just he's the dumbest character. His performance is kind of I, I it's there's some things that I know from a script point of view. I don't know where the, the the split is between what was his performance and what was in the script. Right. But how he gets the Robin suit, I don't like. I don't really like <laughs> Reggae Man. I can see it happening, but it's very obvious to yeah, anyone who's yeah. ever seen Robin. Right. This is the Robin suit that we bat batified up to make it make sense, and yeah. then we're going to play the joke. Uh, I don't really like these pants. They're rip rip, rip his like, pants off. Uh, it's like, I I don't need to see that. Yeah. Be like, where's the bleach? Where's the bleach? <laughs> I don't 
like Robin in this. Robin can be done so much better. And he's not even really done bad here. It's just they went for the... They hired, they hired Michael Sarah for a reason because he's the person you least likely think of as an action hero. Right. That's the entire point of his casting. I know that. I just don't like the performance because I don't believe he's Robin. Okay. That's what it comes down to. I just don't believe he's Robin. Okay. I, I, could, believe, I could believe by that. the the Even this version of Robin, I don't believe yeah. him. No. It's, uh, it, it's too much of the, like, almost like cookie cutter. Yeah. In a way. It's too much good performance. Um, like, yeah, it, it's just annoying, like you said. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a very annoying uh, portrayal of the character. Uh, yeah, it's just annoying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What's your uh, second dislike? My second dislike. Ooh. Uh, this is more nitpicking. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fine. Yeah. Perfectly just nitpicking. Um, all right. So, my second dislike, there again, it's nitpicking. The, the fact to be like you have such a massive cast, mm-hmm. massive cast to be like there's no way on earth you can get to like one of the favorite characters of mine was, you know, Dr. Fr- you know, Dr. Freeze or Mr. Freeze. Yes. And he's in like two scenes. Yeah. Two, three scenes. That's it. And I understand when you're trying to get such a massive cast of characters in a movie, you, you only give so much limited time. But it's a guess. Harvey Dent, Two Face, done by uh, Billy Dean Williams, incredible. Couldn't you give him the guy a few more lines? Mm-hmm. Or uh, actually, because be like, I remember hearing Mister Freeze's voice. Be like, that doesn't sound like Freeze at all. Be like, you there, there's so much you could have done more with all these these uh, these you know the other villains like like Catwoman. Okay, that was funny. Yeah. You do nothing with um, uh, Uma Thurman might have been a little expensive for Poison Ivy. <laughs> Poison Ivy, this one, yeah, thank you, Poison Ivy. Be like, she's there's barely anything done with these characters. Understanding it's a large cast, but you got to cut this down a lot. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, yeah, the Condiment Man and uh, Catman and all these others goofy, goofy characters, but be like you. You neglect, you neglect like the like some of the big hitters. Be like uh, penguins in one scene, like yes. one or two scenes with his boat, and um, I'm like, give the rogues gallery a little more love. Yeah. Oh, just just a little more, just a little, little, little bit more, and um, yeah, I would say just you know, you know, maybe tighten that up a little more. I, mean, mm. I know it's I say it's a comedy, it's a kids' yeah. comedy. But at the same time, be like, you know, kind of give your Rose Gallery just a little more mm-hmm. stuff. So what is your number? Well, go ahead. Building off of your number two, and this is my number three. Okay. Uh, building off your number two, I want to first start off before I get into my number three. Okay. I actually do like the cameos from outside of Batman's universe. Yes. Showing up. That is an excellent idea. Unfortunately, in order for them to make that make sense... In having them be the biggest bads that are worse than yeah. all of Batman's rogues gallery put together. In order to make it where it makes sense that they're worse than anything Batman's ever faced before. Right. They go and do the one thing no Batman movie has ever done at all. Mm-hmm. And they do it in the first five minutes of the movie. You get the biggest brawl 
of all of Batman's villains. Mm-hmm. And in very much that beginning is the greatest part of the entire movie in terms of coolness, in terms of amazingness. Like, this is what we've been wanting to see for years. A scene where Batman is fighting every villain he, it's in his rogues gallery. Right. It's an awesome moment. And even you even get a great... Uh, a great couple great moments between him and the Joker. It's an awesome, amazing thing. And it's the best thing in the movie. And it's over and done within 15 minutes. And the rest of the movie, it never gets back up to that point. True. As much as I love bringing in all these villains from the Phantom Zone, mm-hmm. for one thing, they don't really do a good job of, they are banking on you knowing who all these characters are. Right. No movie should do that with any of its villains. No. You need to give me a reason, as even if it's a very quick thing, and doing the whole villain roll call thing he does does not yeah. do this. You need to give me a reason to know these are legitimately bad guys. Because here's the thing. I know Voldemort killed Harry Potter's parents, has killed many things, has terrorized all of the wizarding community of Britain, and was the biggest, baddest thing that ever hit that th- series. Right. That is the Voldemort of Harry Potter's universe. What is the Voldemort of this universe? A joke. We we don't give a reason to think he's no. that bad a villain. He's no. just a villainous villain like character. Why is uh, Sauron in this version, as far as we know, is a giant tower with an eye? Yeah, and we're given no reason other to fear other than he can summon lava. Yeah, and he can okay. see, he can see things. That's it, and he can see things. Granted, that is within his power set in the movie. Yeah. But I don't see this Sauron. This Sauron does not feel like the kind of guy who would have done all the things the Sauron in Lord of the Rings did in order to be that villain that he is in that. And plus, King Kong is not a villain in his own movie. He's never been a villain. No. And they're making him a villain. Godzilla is only a villain in the first movie, and he's even then a force of nature. You can't make these bad guys bad guys. Even Agent Smith from and his clones from The Matrix. What kid is going to get that reference, for one thing, at this right now? Right. And two, I don't know why these why these Agent Smiths are bad. The only character we see here where I can literally say this is a bad guy is the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. Because she's obviously a witch, and she is the only one who has an army of her her army with her. Flying monkeys. The flying monkeys. And the flying monkeys do attack everybody. Even the Daleks. The freaking Daleks from Doctor Who get about five scenes. They get to say exterminate a couple times. They don't even get the real guy to do the voice, which makes me mad. <laughs> but even they, the most evil characters I have ever sh- seen in fiction, don't even feel like villains in this movie. No. None of the quote-unquote big bad guys feel like villains. They feel like this is just who the people, the, the, these are the people Joker hired that happen to be villains and other things. There's nothing, this movie banks on you knowing who these characters are yeah. outside of the movie. Yeah. And they don't give you anything in the movie to make you go, these are bad guys, other than, oh, they're in the Phantom Zone. Yeah. 
for some reason. So? At least have General Zod show up, because we know he got thrown in the Phantom Zone. Yeah, that would have been, be been great. At least have him show up, but no, we're not going to have him show up. We're just going to do all these other guys. They bank on you knowing who these villains are. And if you don't know who these villains are, you're just going, okay, they're you're, weird, you're, weird bad guys. Yeah, you're scratching your head. Right. That should never, ever, ever be done. Because here's the thing. Even though we kind, they kind of do the same thing with Batman's rogues gallery. With they don't really tell you who any of these people are other than the Joker, and we know the Joker is a bad guy. Yeah, they don't even really give you the idea to be afraid of them. The only reason the Joker we get any fear of the Joker, not fear, because he's not really. Ex- the only reason he feels like a villain is because they act. He's the one the story focuses around. Yeah, none of the other characters feel like they're any. They're the big bad guys. You want to make King Kong a villain? Give me a reason to make him a villain. Yeah, because he's not a villain in his own property, and he's nothing here that shows he's a villain. Other than, yeah, we're just going to go attack, attack heroes. It's so two dimensional mm-hmm. that it's not even funny. And don't get me wrong, it's I enjoy the movie. It's just the fact that none of the big the fight at the end of the movie should always trump the fight at the beginning of the movie, and it's not done that way. Okay, so yeah, that's my third dislike. Okay, so. I, I would I completely agree with you on that. The the fact to be like, if you do not know it, like you don't know who Baltimore is or anything like that, or the Daleks or anything like that, there's gonna feel like some they're just gen- random bad guys. Yeah, generic generated bad guy. You're not gonna know who these people are. Right. They're they're not giving any background, or any kind of precedent to their. Oh, they're the they're bad, bad, bad from their universe. And uh, like you said, be like. They had General Zod in one scene, and they don't use him again. His Lego, his minifig, I don't even think showed up. Did it? I don't know. I don't remember. They could have brought him up, because we know he was in the Phantom Zone. They could have brought him in, but no, they didn't. They didn't even have him in the background of any scene. It's like... Kind of a waste. Uh, I would be like, along those same lines of your number three, my number three, uh, I, I... Starting to understand why Jim doesn't like me. <laughs> uh, and I, I will try to explain it this way I can. If Jim wants to chime in any time, he can. Assuming he's even in the chat. Yeah, at any point afterwards or during or, or when what we if, talk Friday to record the other show. Yes. So I completely understand now that Batman wouldn't do any of that. The, like, yes, Batman is trying to save Gotham City. Mm-hmm. But. Gotham is not be like Batman is not going to fall for something this naive. The the fact to be like okay, Batman wants to make sure that the Joker can't harm Gotham anymore. And plus the fact to be like they even state in the movie that Batman has never he'd be like he never sent any of these people to prison at all. Yeah. So there there's that fact to be like wait Batman does this all the time. Be like, Joker goes into Arkham, he breaks out, and this is a cycle repeated over yeah. itself. Apparently, in this universe, he just lets him go. He always escapes somehow. He always escapes every time. I would, I would still fall back on the "this is a child making the story." Oh kind yeah, of theory, absolutely. Which admittedly kind of blows what I was saying out of the water. Uh-huh. But from a general storytelling perspective, if you're, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, agreed. There, there's also the fact of that. Uh, the Joker wants to be sent to the Phantom Zone. 
and the the fact that like Batman is the world's greatest detective, and he can't figure that out. No, he can't figure this out. He he plays right into it. I mean, he is distracted by falling in love with Barbara Gordon, which is yeah, that that's a another whole new uh, kettle of fish. No, not technically. No, <laughs> it's it's actually there. There is a very sticky story point. And, let's not get there. Yeah, let's let's not go let's there. Not but go there. yeah, no, that's just yeah. Either way, either way, that's that's the whole can of worms. Not going into, but uh, the fact that Batman, the world's greatest detective. Be like, cannot tell that the Joker wants him to do this, and he just falls into it. It's like, be like, the Joker even telling him, I want you to send me the Phantom Zone, he does it. <laughs> be like, that Be like that to me does not scream Batman. Does not scream a detective. Does not scream someone well, who is very his, understanding, very a super genius. Yeah, even his inadvertent... Uh, uh, adoption of Dick Grayson, which, yeah. by the way, that's not how adoption works. No, it isn't. Uh, <laughs> even that's like, you would have known you said yes to that. Yeah. It's like, is, even when you're distracted because you're in love, yeah. you would have known, because that's Batman. That's Bruce. He, when he does make mistakes, he does make mistakes. But yeah. He doesn't make that kind of mistake. Yeah. it's just Even this version, which is entirely different from the Batman from the comics. Right. But that's the other thing we have to remember. This is not the Batman from. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is the Batman from the Lego Movie. Oh yeah. In his universe. Yeah. It's a little different. It just does. It it, doesn't jive. It's not a. This this is not a Batman movie. No, it is. This is a Lego Lego Batman movie. movie. Yeah, very true. Changes things. Very true. Somewhat. Yeah, that's. It's not meant to be taken seriously. No. 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 It just bothered me. That's all. Yeah. It just bothered me. Yeah, so that's my number three, that he doesn't really act like Batman okay. in, in a way. Be like, yeah, he's Lego Batman, but he's not Batman. Batman. Okay, so that brings us to the end of our episode. So we need, or of our review. Yes. So we need to, uh, we need to rate this thing. I'm giving it a seven. Okay. It is a, still a fun movie for all the trouble, all the problems I brought up. Yeah. Um, it's not as good as the Lego movie, I think. Okay. Uh, simply because the Lego movie it knows what it is, I think, throughout the whole thing. This one feels like it wants to be a really good Batman story made with Lego figures. It's a little bit more lighthearted. Right. And then throws it away when, when they think, oh, we've got to add in all these other characters from the other things. As much as I love bringing them in, right. it doesn't really work for this movie, I don't think, as well as I would like it to. So yeah. it's still f- a fun concept. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. I'm giving it a seven. Okay. Uh, I will give it, um, a, I, I will raise you five. I will raise you a point five, and I'll give it a 7.5. Okay. Uh, I still enjoy the movie for its technical prowess. Its storytelling is very well done. The, uh, all the little nitpicks you can have about, like you said, like, um, having, you know, not giving any context to who characters are or be like, why would Batman do this? Or what be like, why is Robin so annoying? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, just it's it's a well crafted, very beautifully animated film. It just has all those little bugs and problems and um, broken Lego bits yes. that we wish they wouldn't have done, but they're there for prosper- prosperity to be there or whatever. Probably using the wrong word, but. Um, 
I still enjoy the film. I still enjoy the film. It's definitely a family-friendly film that, yeah, people are going to enjoy. Be like, yeah, you personally probably can nitpick it and probably say, well, I don't like this about this film. Or I enjoy mm. this about this film, about this part of it. So it's like, heck, like we could probably take an entire, like a different set and just dissect this movie to pieces. I guarantee people have. And, um, yeah, I enjoy it. So okay. 7.5. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode, which means we need to roll for our next one. Yep. Uh, last time, we had two movies that had been on the show for six episodes, which means one of them had to grow this week to fill the spot left by this movie. And uh, because I think there was a slight mix-up in the counting at some point. Okay. Because I believe Aladdin had been on been put on the list before the Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that was one you added. So I went ahead and grew Aladdin into this movie's spot. So uh, on the first spot on the dice, we've got the Muppet movie at number two. And at number four, we have Aladdin. At number three, we have Zootopia. At number five, Dragon Ball Z, The Dead Zone. Mm. And at number six, we've got Monsters vs. Aliens. And because this was technically Jacob's movie, I get to roll. All right. Roll those beautiful Number three. So what's number three? Number three is Zootopia. Rock on. I love this movie. So, yeah, next week we're going to do the the most recent uh, anthropomorphic animal movie in Disney's repertoire. Very true. So join us next week for that. All right. Excellent. So this is where we cut. and Yes. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page, on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron, on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, and on Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, thecellcast.podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a single L. L.